Luke 1.14 And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. So the angel has just told Zechariah that John will be born, that that Elizabeth will bear a son, and they, they'll call his name John. And the angel says, and you will have delight and extreme joy. And I think that Zechariah didn't necessarily need the angel to say that sentence. I think that if he believed right when the angel told him, then delight and extreme joy would be upon him even before the baby is born. They've been struggling with years of barrenness, of hopelessness. And now the angel of God has come and said, you will have a son. There is no more extreme joy that can be found than that. But the angel continues. He doesn't just say that to Zechariah. As we saw in yesterday's verse, the message of the angel is that the prayer of not only Zechariah, but of the people has been heard because Yahweh is gracious and merciful. And so many will rejoice upon his birth. And I think there's two fulfillments of this rejoicing. If we fast forward to Luke 1 the neighbors and relatives that hear about John's birth come and rejoice with Elizabeth. And so they're first rejoicing that God has given hope to this couple. They're taking delight in. The many are taking delight and are rejoicing in God's kindness to an old barren couple. But there's a second fulfillment of this rejoicing when John comes as the one who prepares the way for Jesus. John comes and he is the one who makes straight the paths by calling everyone to repentance and to fix their eyes on the coming kingdom of Jesus Christ. And so many rejoicing upon John's birth is actually a call to rejoice at the one who is greater, the one who's coming after John. And so many will rejoice upon John's birth because he is the one who is going to prepare the way for the Son of God to come. So many rejoice at John's birth, but in Luke 2, we see that Jesus is the great joy. He's the substance of the great joy. He is the joy that is coming for all peoples. And so we can pray in this verse that we would rejoice at God's kindness to Zechariah and Elizabeth and that that would bring our eyes past John and to the substance of joy who is Jesus Christ. And in our lives around us, we can ask God that he would give us eyes to rejoice in the goodness that we see God showing to others around us. And so we, we pray not only for the salvation of others, but that God would be kind to others who are suffering, that God would relieve suffering, that God would give children to those who can't have children, that God would bring delight to those who are struggling. But we ask that as God does that for those people, that that would bring our eyes past God's kindness in the moment and to the ultimate substance of joy who is Jesus. 
And so, Lord, would you help us to rejoice when we see you doing good to others, but that our rejoicing wouldn't stop there, and that it would proceed to rejoicing in Christ, the ultimate joy, the ultimate gift, the ultimate kindness and grace to humanity. Would you help us to rejoice at the well-being of others, at your kindness to others, and would that joy that we get in those moments be a spark that burns with everlasting joy in Christ. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Just a reminder before we close up Luke 1.14 here. Uh, if you want to get more resources, you can check out joshbermerman.com. If you want to join our financial support team, uh, to support either the podcast or more broadly our work with Training Leaders International doing global theological education around the world. You can also go to joshbarmerman.com give and sign up to be a monthly partner or to give a one-time gift. And we are so, so thankful for all of you that partner with us in this mission to train pastors and leaders around the world to study and communicate scripture to their congregations. So, Thanks, everybody, for listening, and that is Luke one fourteen.